Well, hello. Uh, thank you again for joining us for this podcast. It's the second one in our series that Pastor Mark and I are starting together. How are you doing today, Pastor Mark? Great. Good. Uh, thank you for joining me last week as we got together and we're able to kind of look at something in the news that we can compare to uh, biblical content and maybe just find a little piece of the Lord in our world. Sometimes I think that we miss that amongst um, just the, the amount of noise that comes at us from all different media outlets or just from people in the world sharing so much information that's at our fingertips nowadays. And it's great to be able to see things, to be able to hear things so quickly, but sometimes I think we can get inundated too, especially with negative content. And so I do hope that our viewers can kind of get a, a fresh um, maybe just viewpoint on some stories within the news to kind of stay on top of what's going on and also, again, capture that biblical worldview. Absolutely. So, yeah, sorry, no. go ahead. I was just going to say, so today you picked a, a great one for us, so I'll let you set it up uh, and being able to share the, the content that we have for today. Thanks. Yeah, well, I want to say thanks to everybody who tuned in the last time, our first episode. Yeah. And, has given us feedback and uh, questions, any topics and ideas you guys have, you know, current events you want us to talk about, keep those suggestions coming in. It's been really great. Uh, so today's article, we know uh, Hurricane Ida swept through Louisiana last week, did uh, just devastating uh, damage to the area. And uh, here's another story of uh, hope, uh, of some positive things that people are doing in response to uh, a, a tragedy. And so during uh, Hurricane Katrina, there was a group of volunteers who came to be known as the Cajun Navy. Mm, that's a great name. <laughs> it is. I, I'm trying to envision the logo that I would create for that. <laughs> They are obviously all volunteers, but they are all boat owners in the south, most in Louisiana, but some come from Texas and Arkansas, surrounding Mississippi, surrounding areas there on the Gulf Coast. And it's a, it's a self-organized, initiated group of people who go out and respond in these kinds of emergencies. And they've gone to flooding events and things since Katrina, but this is obviously the the most recent, you know, huge hurricane to strike. And they're in there uh, before the EMS workers uh, can get there, before it's mm. declared safe, uh, you know, for the, let's call it the first responders, the professionals to get in there. And so this is an article in uh, Yahoo News, which we'll put the link in the description here, originally from Reuters, apparently. But uh, so this group that the Reuters were tagging along with, uh, had left from Lafayette, Louisiana. But the Cajun Navy is a term used uh, to describe volunteer boat owners uh, who helped again after Hurricane Katrina originally. Uh, and they have a familiar presence in the U.S. during natural disasters. They're not uh, necessarily trained first responders, not necessarily medical professionals, uh, but they show up with the basic goal of helping get people out of immediate harm's way. And it's a, just a great story of resourcefulness, but uh, sacrificial love, being able to do whatever they can do to lend aid. And you don't have to be, uh, obviously, a professional, you know, a doctor or whatever, just to give somebody a boat ride yeah, yeah. off of their roof. 
That was one thing interesting. He said that the gentleman taking the phone calls from the Cajun Navy, uh, one of his big pieces of advice was, yeah, get on the roof yeah. as your house starts to flood, as the water is yeah. rising. Uh, you don't want to get trapped in your house. You don't get trapped in the attic uh, and not have a way out. Exactly. There actually were, I know, in New Orleans uh, during Katrina, many people had died in their attics. Uh, just trying to keep very slowly, you know, the water goes up, and so they just kind of mm. move to higher ground, you know, inside mm -hmm. their house, mm -hmm. and end up getting trapped. Mm. But uh, yeah, being on the roof, what a desperate situation too that people are in. You think about the loss of all, not you know your valuables, but all your family mementos and family pictures, and then your own life is endangered your house is basically like this island in the middle of the, yeah. the ocean that's now flooded you, all over your neighborhood. and you literally have no supplies you know that are that are there even if you had stuff a lot of things are just destroyed in something like that you know it doesn't matter if you have a, a backup generator in the back of your house like it's it's underwater it doesn't matter if you had a year's worth of meals mm -hmm. you know unless they're hidden up in the attic but usually that's not a good place to store stuff because of temperature and things like that. So usually at this point, I mean, people literally have nothing to be able to grasp onto. And that's why I think these individuals are so passionate about being able to race out there and help people even before first responders can get there. Many people don't recognize that first responders have to receive the okay that things are physically safe for them to get out there. And that's understandable. And that should be in place. You don't want to be putting our first responders into such a, a bad situation. But these guys know what they're going into. Uh, even said at one part in the article, I noticed here that a couple of the guys, as they're going through these uh, streets that are flooded, that have trees down, that have power lines down, it said it took them uh, an hour to go just a couple of blocks mm -hmm. to be able to, to reach somebody to the point where they were trying to go. I mean, think about how difficult that, that must be. So what are some of like the, the ties to scripture then that you saw Pastor Mark uh, in this or things that came uh, to mind that we as Christians can look at something like this and be able to, you know, maybe compare it to our walk in faith? Well, the first uh, verse that popped in my head was Isaiah 43, uh, verses 2, but yeah, verses 2 through 4 also. Uh, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Mm. Um, God's promising as people during the time of Isaiah, they're about to go under, uh, well, ultimately God's wrath uh, for their sins, but the uh, Assyrians and the Babylonians are coming to take over or take down the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And uh, God is promising his, his elect, his chosen people, his beloved children, that he is going to be with them in the midst of the floods and the flames. And it, it, it's not always at the forefront of my mind in the midst of my own disaster or, or trial or tribulation. That, but uh, the lesson is, being God's beloved child, you know, doesn't mean you'll be spared from all suffering mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or even danger. But God's with you in the midst of yeah. the floods and yep. the flames. And that's two-sided coin. I, maybe the first reaction is, well, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
why don't you just yank me onto a boat and yeah. get me out of here? Yeah. Uh, why don't you just spare me all of it? Uh, but God has a purpose in it all. We know trials ultimately bring us uh, a perseverance and a, and a stronger faith. We love the whys with God, right? Why don't you do this? Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you let this happen? Is uh, at times, man, we just think, and we all do it, that for somehow we have a better understanding of the complete picture than our Lord, which that on its face could never be true. Never be true. Right. I was thinking too, you really mentioned, you know, kind of the vertical level of our relationship with God in this. And I was thinking kind of on the horizontal level too with the people mentioned in the story that aren't just the ones in trouble, but the ones that are serving each other. Uh, and so one of the verses that came to my mind was Galatians 6 verse 2. It says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And I thought that was so powerful, you know, being able to, uh, as a church, be charged with the opportunity to literally lift others up when they are down, you know, to be able to come in and be that. So many times I think we think, oh, well, I wish God would send something to be able to fulfill this burden or save me right now. Well, maybe he has, but maybe he's done that through somebody else around us, that he has sent people to be able to just listen to us when... Uh, we're having a tough day or to be able to give us support people that bring us a meal to the house when we're sick uh, somebody that is just praying for us i shouldn't even say just somebody that is praying for us uh day to day you know there are so many different ways to do that and same thing uh, hebrews 13 16 along that same strand and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices god is pleased uh, you know, I thought about these individuals, man, some of these guys are coming from states over. Mm -hmm. So I assume they're leaving their jobs, they're leaving their family, they're leaving their own home, they're taking their own, uh, you know, uh, boat, their own yeah, gas, yeah, their own, everything. Completely self Nobody is giving them these things. They're yeah. not taking donations. They're just using the resources that they have. These aren't cool cruise ships or something. They're these little dinghy boats, boats that these guys have. Boats. Yeah, anything that they have to be able to navigate and to be able to get to these people. And they truly are, they're making sacrifices, but I bet these people don't even see it that way. I bet they just think, why wouldn't you do that? You know, this is what we've been charged with. And as I think about that more, you know, shouldn't we do that as Christians too? What has God given you? You know, you may think at days, well, I only have this or I only have that. Oh man, I bet all of us have quite a bit that we can be able to share, even just a listening ear with somebody who's in need. Yeah, there's a, a song on the radio now. It's been out for a couple of years, I think, where the uh, singer, the speaker, is uh, pointing out all the problems in the world, troubles and things, and, and finally just says, God, why don't you do something? And God answers, I did. I sent you. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so good. And I, what I like about the Cajun Navy, again, we say it again, right? They're not, they're, they're doing what, they can with what they have. Yeah. They don't have uh, the resources to own a helicopter and pull people off the right, or they're not EMS trained for. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it specifically says that. Starting IVs. They are and not like medical that. professionals. Yeah. But they're like, you know what? I got a boat and I know how to use it. I know how to get through the swamps or the rivers or, or whatever. And I can pull up to a house and pull somebody off the roof and take them to dry land. And that's what it said and in that article. It said they go. show up with the basic goal of helping out people of immediate harm's way. Just right. get people out. That's, not, that's all they're trying to do. 
something that, I don't know, maybe it is a, a simple, uh, maybe not necessarily a task, but it's a simple purpose that they have set out to be able to do. And I like that too, right? You know, for us as Christians to think, you know, what if that's just my simple purpose? I just need to help people of getting them out of harm's way. And you name what that, that harm is. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be somebody around you or somebody you will come in contact with in the near future that you can help to get out of harm's way. And a lot of times it just happens in little things. And often it's not even offering a boat or gasoline or our own finances. Sometimes, again, it is just ourselves, as you mentioned. And that was the final verse that I wrote down from Isaiah 56, excuse me, 51, verse 16. Uh, God says, I will give you the words I want you to say. And that's, you know, often we say, well, I don't know what to tell people about Jesus or I'm afraid. And he goes on, he says, I will cover you with my hands and I will protect you. And doesn't God do that? In the final sentence in that verse, he says, I made the heavens and the earth. And I love that as a reminder from God. If I made the heavens, if I made the earth, trust me, I can give you the words that you need to be able to talk to Tom or to be able to talk to Patty down the street. Don't worry about that. It's going to be pretty simple. Just go for it. You know, I will protect you during those times. That's a great point. And, and the idea that so many people have of, uh, well, I, I can't be Mother Teresa. I can't move to India and live in Calcutta and give my whole life. And so, you know, what can I do? It's, it's like, well, you can do a lot. If you just yeah. you just open our eyes and look for who's our next door neighbor. Literally, yeah. it maybe can't, you know, barely walk to the mailbox to get, you know. There's just open our eyes and look around and, and say, what what are some things that I can do? Something simple that I actually have the ability to, to make uh, to help someone else yeah, out. Yeah, to make a difference. To make a difference. Well, that's a great uh, article. Again, you can read about it on uh, Yahoo. I'll try to put the link in here for you. The Cajun Navy Volunteers Race to Help in Ida's Wake. And thanks for listening to this episode. This is uh, our second one, and we're looking at current events and talking about how our faith impacts and intersects those things. Next week is going to be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And so we will uh, we'll take that topic up next week. So I hope to catch everybody there. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with everyone that you uh, think would enjoy it. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Pastor Jeremy, yep, Pastor Mark. Have a great week. Bye.